0: Hi, welcome to the latest episode of Electronic Quarterback. We're here today with Bruce Croxon, who is a, uh, actually an investor in our company, Blue Rush, and somebody I've known for a little while. So uh, thanks a lot for joining us today, Bruce. Yeah, you're most welcome. Uh, we're we're going to be mostly exploring the concept of technology and how technologies influence leadership and leadership styles uh, over the last 10, 20, Thirty years. some of us have that much experience, unfortunately, that we can talk about. Um, So maybe just tell us a little bit about Round 13 and then we'll uh, kind of flow into things from there.
1: Yeah, sure. Round Round 13 is a growth stage venture company. We need a different word for venture because the industry's changed a lot over the last 30 years. But what we do is we invest checks into Canadian-only technology companies that are ready to scale. So they're past the proof of concept. They have customers and they're looking for on average five to $10 million to take it to the next level. And we work closely with them and try and get them to a place where uh, you know other companies might be interested in them or heaven forbid, you might even have an IPO out of it. So that's, that's what we spend all of our time doing.
0: Excellent. And you've been investing in tech companies even going back before the round 13 days, I think. Mm-hmm. We were talking earlier. Um, 50 plus maybe companies that you've invested in over the years? Mostly tech
1: companies? I would say mostly because I spent most of my time in, in growing a company called Lava Life, which was, we argued whether it was a marketing or a tech company, but it was based on a technology. So at the end of the day, it was put us pretty squarely in the world of tech and I've continued that theme. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And so, okay. So in those days, um, you're running Lava Life what kind of technologies were, were you guys employing to run that company at that stage? Well we,
1: we started very early in a technology that has its most common application in voicemail so it's called interactive voice response and arguably we created the first social network in the world uh, right. by having people sending messages back and forth over telephone lines uh, and that evolved to people sending messages back and forth over the internet which was Uh, Web personals, uh, and that both telepersonals and web personals ended up being combined into what what the market got to know as lava life. But I would say the biggest difference in technology then versus now uh, is that in those days, the technology was big, it was expensive, and it was complicated. So by its nature, it kept other people from competing with you. So, you know, we used to, we had big, big computers that people didn't quite know what we were up to uh, that acted as a barrier to entry. So gave us room to make mistakes and to grow. We could take our time in a sense. Hmm. And I would say the biggest difference between then and now is that the mystery has come out of tech and the cost has come out of tech. So that, you know, people that do what you do for a living and the, the other entrepreneurs that we back, know that they have to move very quickly all the time. And you know, the technology is not gonna protect you from competition, which is good news for people like me that are looking to back companies like yours because you need the capital to grow quick. Mm-hmm. So that, that to me is, strikes me as the biggest difference between then and now, if you will.
0: Yeah, and what about the, the leaders themselves? So 50 companies, your own companies that you've run, have you seen a different Type of leader emerge over the past decades? Uh, leaders that are maybe more able to uh, embrace or, or deploy some of these technologies in, in terms of how they run their businesses? Yeah. Um, no, it's a, I, think it's a, I think it's a very good question. <clears throat> because what
1: comes with technologies that allow everybody to be knowledgeable and in on decisions means that, A, there's no mm. secrets. Uh, And B, you know, your work's kind of never done because there's always some other bit of information or bit of knowledge that we can bring to bear on the company. So that to me has led to a different kind of leader. It's one that recognizes A, they don't have all the answers. Mm -hmm. You know, we, we come across the odd person that thinks they do. Or yeah. the odd person. But I mean, you're not
0: talking about me. No, some no, no. Other no, no, you've been very yeah, open yeah, about the
1: yeah. fact <laughs> you know very little. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so what I perfect. like about you, Steve, yeah, you know perfect. what I mean? Like, we're yeah. all on the table. Anybody got any ideas? <laughs> okay, <yeah>. You're <laughs> humble, right? You, you need to bring a certain humility to the table mm-hmm. because today, more than ever before, I would suggest, um, the, the odds on you having all the answers are very low. Yeah. Just because of the plethora of information that's out there, how quickly things move. So we have to be nimble. We, you know, I think, um, you know, we're, we're, we're populating our companies with people that are curious, that are continuous learners, mm-hmm. that, you know, when they're in, they're all in, because it really is a, you know, continuous barrage of information. Um, you know, I sort of joke that the new work-life balance for tech leaders today is work really hard for eight years, sell your company and take a year off, right? Because <laughs> yeah. it's not work for five days and take two days. It's just there's too much going on, right, yeah. to have that kind of balance. Um, so yeah, it's definitely yielded a different type of leader.
0: No, it, and it's true, I mean, there, yesterday I didn't work much right? and it was Sunday. right? and uh i felt part of me was thinking maybe you should put a couple hours in right because uh, your competitor probably is and there's there's, information yeah there's inputs yeah you know and then there's there's thoughts that you haven't but it it, it does lead me to another question which is do do you do you find sometimes maybe with your companies that you're invested into and helping that there's a uh, a tendency for them to become overly tactical the have the planning cycles yep. kind of gone away, yep. you know? Are they, are they strategic enough?
1: If, if you're not careful, yeah. right? Because it's, it's all-consuming, right? I mean, and one of the, you know, I'll go back a little bit, one of the biggest downfalls that I've seen of email, mm-hmm. for example, and I would extend that into Slack communication, yeah. is that everybody feels compelled to have an opinion if something hits your inbox. And the reality is not everybody has an opinion, mm-hmm. but if you feel compelled to give it, it can, it can burn a lot of time, right? So to your point, if there's too much of that, you're always dealing with fires and tactics and things at the margin. So I think it takes a real discipline on, on the part of leadership to say, hold on, you know, let's take a breath here. You know, mm-hmm. we, need, we need to take a little bit of time and plan for our next cycle but that used to be automatic. Now it's, uh, I think, more of a forced discipline, but it's yeah. one that I think is really important.
0: Yeah. I mean, people are saying now, you know, a three-year business plan, that doesn't exist anymore. I'm yeah, I, I, like I that. tend to
1: think in terms of 18 months, and when I started, the the common length of a business plan was five years. You remember right. that? Like, yeah, that, your, that's, what's your five-year plan? Yeah. Well, today you ask that, I have no idea, right? It's yeah. like, Three years now. It's eighteen months. I would suggest, and beyond that, you know, things are changing just too fast to 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 know.
0: Yeah, and and do you think it's interesting? Just what you're saying is, for me, even personally, it feels sometimes like okay, let's have the strategic conversation. Let's talk with the investors, and then it you can get in pulled into very tactical conversations by Microsoft Teams. Is the what we use? We used to use Slack, right, uh, or an email or a text somebody walking in the door. That's sort of like getting pulled up and down is something that so it all. I,
1: I mean, it, one thing that stayed consistent, it's always true, I think, that the best CEOs pick three to five things that they need to be focused on, and they're pretty good at making sure they stay focused on that.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: That hasn't changed, right? Mm-hmm. But I think what we've been talking about is it's a lot harder to maintain that discipline today when you've got... You know, 100 employees all feeling that they've got something to contribute, and because it's accessible by yeah. them and to you, yeah, your resulting feeling that you got to weigh in, right? Even though it might not make your top three to five, yeah, That's quite, it's quite—it's pretty interesting.
0: Though. That is—that is part of the skill. I mean, all of a sudden you're on Slack and somebody wants to change the coffee supplier, yeah. And I love coffee. I could—I <laughs> could give you lots of opinions about coffee, but there's probably other stuff. That you should that I, be working on. That, that, that I here. need to do.
1: I've noticed that coffee is pretty good over your place. It's not so bad. That's, that's it's very good. It's
0: yeah. not bad. What, what about um, sort of more at a macro level? Are you seeing uh, technology as an enabler in terms of uh, inclusivity, uh, diversity, uh, things like that? Is the, are the, is the portfolio of companies looking different in terms of the leadership than it did five years ago, ten years ago? Uh,
1: well, yeah, I don't. I'm not sure. I, I think it is different than it was five or ten years ago, but I'm not. I, I'm not convinced that we put the cause of that at the at the foot of technology. Yeah. I think the country's changing at an incredible pace. Yeah. You know, one of the things, one of the good things the government has done recently is made it increasingly easy for people that have skill to get into the country mm-hmm. quickly. Right. Mm-hmm. Which is which is timely given what's going on south of the border. Um, I think uh, there's a natural hunger that um, first generation Canadians bring to the table in general mm-hmm. uh, that you know, has been a great boost to you know, um, investors and the ecosystem. So, yeah, I think it's different. I'm not sure it has anything to do with technology aside from the fact that you know, these tools allow everybody that has an opinion to be heard, right? Mm-hmm. Which is which is pretty incredible. I mean, it used to be, well, if you're not in this office, don't be throwing in any, any opinions or don't be contributing. But you know that that kind of uh, wall building, if you will, mm-hmm. I think is a thing of the past. I mean, it's very much more a democracy, and it's been democratized now as a result of tech.
0: Yeah. What What about the access to information in terms of strategic planning? So all of a sudden you can learn a lot about something mm-hmm. in, a, in a very short period of time. And things can change quickly. And too. things are changing very rapidly. Yeah. Your competitors yeah. could be pivoting on you, mm-hmm. uh, macroeconomic conditions. Mm-hmm. Um, but is there also, a, is there, so there's obvious benefits to being able to learn a whole bunch and download a white paper from your competitor or do all those things, mm-hmm. but, but are, there, are there risks associated with that much information being available To the board and the CEO um, as input into the strategic planning and the execution of the business? I
1: I think the risk of too much information is if it bumps up against an organization that doesn't know how to process too much information, right? I think the first thing that we need to realize is that, you know, however good our plan looks in -hmm. September for the next fiscal year, um, it's a living document. Right, Mm -hmm. and given certain types of information, the plan might change. I think the discipline comes in as to what type of information would compel you to change, Mm -hmm. right? And being able to separate the minor stuff from the, oh my god, I never thought of that,
0: Mm -hmm. right? Yeah, that's a great great point. It's a great point because there is a lot out there, so companies have to be good at at filtering filtering it, it, and then deciding if it's gonna influence their decisions or not.
1: Downside is? wow, there's another, you know, next shiny object and you're chasing all over the place and what were my priorities again? And before you know it, you know, you got chaos, right?
0: Yeah. Awesome. All right. Well, listen, thanks so much for taking time today with us. Uh, We really enjoyed it and uh, I'm sure everybody will enjoy it. Great. And uh, all the best. Go Blue Rush. Go Blue Rush. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you for watching this episode of Electronic Quarterback. Don't forget to rate review and of course subscribe to our podcast and uh, we'll see you next time thanks very much